LifeSpring number 95. How you doing? Fourth of July weekend. Hey, hey, hi. How's it going? You having a good weekend? Yeah, most of the time you're used to this coming in on a late Monday or early Tuesday. But actually, I'm out of town as you hear this. By the time you hear it, I'm going to be gone, 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 gone. Hey, welcome. Welcome to LifeSpring. I'm Steve Webb, and I'm your host. So what are you going to find here at LifeSpring? Well, you're going to find living water. We're hitting you right between the ears with a message of hope, love, and good news. You know, Jesus said, whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him would become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Remember, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Life springs about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life this very day. You're going to find music, conversation, especially today, and reasons to believe. I just want to remind you that the comment line is 206-350-CALL. Go ahead, put that on your speed dial on your cell phone, 206-350-CALL. That way, anytime you hear something that you want to comment on, you can just pause your player and make that phone call. Or you can email me, steve.lifespring at gmail.com. Of course, the show notes page is lifespringpodcast.com. Listen, this is the first Lifespring of the month. And that is the time that I traditionally, once a month, say, please go on over to Podcast Alley and throw a vote our way. I would really appreciate it. Of course, the easiest thing to do is go to LifespringPodcast.com, click on one of the show notes pages, and in the right-hand side of the, uh, the show notes, you'll find a link for Podcast Alley. You just go over there, click on that dude, and put your email address in there. They're going to send you an email to confirm that you really are who you say you are. And so you'll have to respond to that email from Podcast Alley. Just click on the link there, and then you will have voted. And I will say thank you so very much, because it makes the LifeSpring Podcast just a little bit more visible over there at one of the most important directories on the Internet. And, of course, that helps us to spread the news. Also, this uh, being the 1st of July, um, the Podcast Awards are now open for nominations. You'll find a link at the show notes page for that, too, if you care to go over there and... Uh, nominate a certain podcast for a podcast award and if you're a podcaster you can go to the podcastpeers.org site and you can nominate um, podcasts as well in many different categories well today we have a very very special guest with us you and i uh, someone who's been an absolutely essential supporter and partner of the lifespring podcast Someone who trusted me when I told him that God spoke to me about doing this newfangled thing called the podcast way back in November of 2004. Somebody who gave me the resources to get the show started, who allowed me to use the recording equipment at my church in the beginning months, who allowed me to use the church website to host all the files until Podshow came along, and who is still allowing me to use the church website to host all the show notes pages. But 
Before we get to our guest, of course, I have to do a little bit of business. Is your computer a hacker magnet? It won't be anymore because Earthlink is here to save the day. With downloads faster than a speeding bullet and firewall that is more powerful than a locomotive. It has an antivirus system that cleanses your PC with the click of a mouse. It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Earthlink! Perfect internet from outer space that linked to Earth with powers and abilities far greater than those of normal high speed and prices so low that it will blow you out of this world. So make the right decision and turn to Earthlink as your internet provider. Go. 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 Daddy. Hi. GoDaddy's the source for domain names, you know. Web hosting and some fantastic tools for maximizing your internet presence, me bucko. Steve Webb has been a customer of GoDaddy for years, he has. And he's not made them walk the plank yet. And here be some good advice to ye. Use one of the Lifespring discount codes when you buy from GoDaddy. For instance, when you buy more than 30 doubloons, uh, dollars, for GoDaddy services, enter code LS2 and save $5. For all the codes, sail on by the show notes website at lifespringpodcast.com. Steve will be thanking you for the support. All right, so supporting Earthlink and GoDaddy is a great thing to do. Now, of course, part of the Earthlink and GoDaddy thing is Pod Show. And you've probably heard if you've been listening, well, if you listen to the weekend music show over the weekend, and if you listen to some of the other shows that are in the Podshow network, Podshow Plus is opening up very soon. As a matter of fact, by the time you hear this, it might be open. Of course, I don't have any inside scoop on the actual release date, but my guess is that it's going to be July 4th. And so you might be hearing this after July 4th. But whenever you hear it, you want to get over to podshow.com and get registered for Podshow Plus. Register as a listener, and you will be amazed at uh, the, the great things that they've got going over there. Um, I can't say a whole lot more because I don't know how, when they're going to open it. I just can't, I can't let the cat out of the bag too early. But uh, get over to podshow.com and get yourself registered as a user. Now, before the guest comes in, this guest has three daughters. And I'm not going to name them yet because if I did, some of you would know who I'm talking about. But um, guest, I want you to listen to the words of this song. I picked this song just specifically for you.
Adrena Thorpe, of course, and the song is More Than 17. You can check it out over at the Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. And uh, our guest does have three daughters. What did you think of those of that song? Oh, that's a great song. That's the first time I've heard it, Steve. i got to be honest. But, you need uh, to get a little bit closer to the mic there. This, okay. this is my pastor, Pastor Mel Bennett. Thank you, Steve, for inviting us over. That, the song was uh, fantastic. You know, the interesting thing is our youngest daughter, uh, moved away a year ago this coming August, all the way back to Virginia. Right, and, Heather. Uh, yeah, Heather. And and so we really are experiencing missing our any of our kids for the very first time. And just uh, nine days from now, we're going to go see her. All right. We're going to take a few days off and fly back to Virginia and see her and the little grandkids. But, it, well, it seems like just yesterday you got back from already visiting them. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, and Grandma's been there one more time. So, <laughs> and she'll probably be there a whole lot more times before it's through. That's yeah. for sure. Well, I know you really love your daughters. Yeah. And uh, I knew that this one would, would sort of get oh, to you. That was a good one. That was yeah. a good one. You know how to touch the right string there well we try we try (laughs) (laughs) that's great well uh the reason we've got you in here today pastor i mean we should have done this a long time ago of course um but uh uh time goes fast for growing up little girls and in for podcasts too but today your message we're recording this on sunday by the way um your message at church was uh, a fourth of july independence day uh type message and I said on the podcast to the listeners on Friday that I'm a patriotic guy. Absolutely. And you are, too. You bet. And our, our church on uh, 4th of July weekends is, is always festooned in red, white, and blue. We've got the flag up, yes. and uh, we, we don't apologize for being patriotic. Not at all. At the LifeSpring Church. And so 
Um, your message today was was really, really good. And as you were preaching the message, I thought, man, I am going to put this message, this sermon out on the main feed. Um, my listeners know that I have a separate feed for the sermons. Yes. Um, but I, I thought that the message today just deserved to be heard by absolutely everybody. And for those that didn't want to listen to the sermon, they didn't have to. They could just, you know, go to the next next uh, podcast, which is fine. That's one sure. of the cool things about podcasting. But uh, something happened, and we, we were not able to use that. Uh, we had a, a technical snafu. And so um, I said, you know what? I'm not going to let the old enemy, you know, keep us from doing this yeah. thing. So uh, you're here on a late Sunday night. What is it, about 8 o'clock or so? Yeah, we're 9 o'clock right now. 9 o'clock. So it's been a long day for you, long day for me. But uh, thank you for coming over and uh, kind of going through this a second time. Sure. Well, I thank you for inviting me. You know, I need to give credit where credit is due. We like to think that everything we do is original, but it's not in the sense that we get all of our ideas. I remember when I started in the ministry, a guy told me, he said, if you don't keep reading and looking and reading and looking, you run out of ideas pretty soon. Oh, yeah. And I, I ran across a, a website several months ago, and when I was uh, praying about and thinking about this being the 4th of July weekend, right. uh, I went on there and found some just some things that started sparking and Good. and I said this this is great stuff uh-huh. and uh, that's where it all begins so I got to give credit that uh, you know God uses unique things to we were talking about this just a few minutes ago right. unique things and this is really a, a unique kind of a ministry somebody has that puts thoughts into our minds yep. and in our hearts and we sure. pick them up and run with them in our own unique way yep and uh, so. The, well, That's that was one of the things started. I learned uh, when I went to work at the Christian bookstore. Mm-hmm. I used to think, being very naive, that, that pastors came up with everything all by themselves. Oh, wouldn't it be wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> but there's a whole section in, in every Christian bookstore sure. for pastors' helps. Sure. And, boy, there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, that we, we do have only so many ideas ourselves. Sure. And it's good to have all sorts of different kinds of input. The wonderful thing is, Steve, because we believe the Lord helps us yes. in all of these things, that you'll start looking through something like that and reading through it, and you might go through pages of, of information and nothing strikes. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, bang, it's just like it pops out at you and says, that's the way to go. Yep. And uh, those are the times that God seems to use things for his glory the most. Absolutely. And and I believe that God uses and, and causes um, some of those articles to, to jump out at you yes. at the right time. And if you go over the same material later on, it'll be something else where, the, God, where the Lord says, this is the one this right. week. So. You know, I had a unique uh, situation happen a number of years ago when I was pastoring a church up in North Dakota. A guy came by and handed me a book, said, oh, you got to read this book. This is just fantastic. And uh, I opened it up and started reading it, and it, it just was nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't make it. Threw it up on top of a, a cabinet, and about a year and a half later, I was cleaning out my office. Mm-hmm. And I ran across that book and sat down and read it and just man it i mean it transformed some of my thinking over uh-huh. the years it really did so you never know how god will use things i guess i just wasn't ready at the first time sure you know? and and that's okay yeah so uh, let's go ahead and, and okay. uh talk a little bit about what you talked about this morning sure well uh, the the base... before wait i'm sorry sure. before you start let me just say um we have lots of listeners that are not in the united states yes and listen i want to encourage you guys to listen anyway because what um, Pastor Bennett has today is not just only for Americans, um, citizens yes. of the United States of America. What he's going to be talking about today really applies to believers around the world. I think that's absolutely true because what we want to talk about is liberty 
and combined with that civility or what I call the responsibility that we have to celebrate both liberty and civility. Mm -hmm. And that's really where I'm coming from on this whole message and the tie-in of that which is both spiritual and that which is political. Yes. So I I started this morning uh, in the book of Galatians, the fifth chapter, and let me read a few verses of Scripture here to just give a background of of how we came on to this. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, Paul says, "'Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free,' And do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. And then down to the 13th verse, it says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I I just, a quick comment on that, Steve, and I brought this out this morning, the fact that we, when we read those works of the flesh, we so often look at the adultery, the murders, and all of those kind of things, and we say we can understand that. Right. But there's a lot of other things in there that God racks up right alongside of those that we kind of like to blow right over. Uh-huh. Anyway, he says in the 22nd verse, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the thought that struck my mind the most and began to really hit me was that we are going to celebrate the 230th anniversary of this great nation on Tuesday, 230 years old. And to us, that seems like a long time. And it is a long time for a nation to remain free. But the fact of the matter is when you look at our history in the context of global history, right. that's a very, very small time. And man, America, rather, is just a little child. In mm-hmm. fact, you'd almost have to call it a baby compared to some places like Egypt and China and Japan and Rome and Greece. And all when you put us up against that, it makes our history look very short indeed. I, I was looking, and I found this place where Uh, this thought was brought out, and I I thought this was really unique. Consider what a brief time we've been really here as a nation when you look at this fact. This was amazing. This this is really something. Thomas Jefferson died when Abraham Lincoln was a young man 17 years old. When Lincoln was assassinated, Woodrow Wilson was a boy of 8. And by the time he had died, Ronald Reagan was a boy of 12. Now, Ronald Reagan died in 2004. Very likely, in fact, not very likely, I'm sure it is true that there was a young boy somewhere in this country or some young girl in this country 
that was alive and maybe eight, nine, ten years old, somewhere along in there, that one day will be the president of the United States of America. Sure. The fact being that in the lifespan of four men, our whole history is contained. And that's pretty phenomenal that's if you incredible. stop and think about it. It is, yeah. It, you always think of those men yeah. as being so far removed from each other. But, yes. oh, man, they all overlapped. They overlapped it's incredible. Each, <laughs> they overlapped each other. And, and that takes us back by going that route to 230 years. Mm. Like I say, we look at our own, or like you said, we look at our own lifespan of 60, 70 years old, somewhere along in there, or maybe if we're lucky, 80, 90. Right. And, and we think that, well, 230 years ago is a long time, but four different men mm-hmm. span us all the way back to that per- particular time. That's amazing. Now, here's the thing that struck me, though, Steve, and, and this is really, really what I was considering. We are young as a nation in the world, and yet we stand extremely tall amongst all of the other nations of the world. And I think, in fact, I believe with all my heart, it's because of the principles on which we were established. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's the beginning line of our Declaration of Independence, which we're going to celebrate this coming Tuesday. Right Now, don't let anyone fool you. Freedom ought to be and needs to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. It's something that is worth celebrating because not everyone in this world has the kind of freedom. I, I brought out the fact this morning, and I was glad that you started this broadcast off of, by saying that you're not afraid to be patriotic, and you believe in being patriotic. There are a lot of churches, there are a lot of pastors who think that patriotism should never be brought into the pulpit. Mm -hmm. And I want to make it very clear, and I tried to this morning in our church, that I'm not one of those people. I celebrate today with all of the people that are listening to this, no matter where in the world they are. I celebrate the freedom which God has blessed this great nation in which you and I live Mm -hmm. with. And I think we ought to celebrate it. I cannot tell you whether God has blessed us with liberty and therefore we are free, or we have wisely and simply built our liberty based upon biblical principles. But what I do know and what I do believe In any case, our freedom is from God. Mm -hmm. We say it in the beginning of the Declaration of Independence that we were given by our Creator these rights, and so we celebrate them as a part of God blessing us and God giving that to us. Yes, and of course there's a lot of people today that that, uh, deny that. But if you go back and look at the early historical documents of the founding fathers of mm-hmm. this great country, they were believers. Absolutely. And, and even if they, many of them were absolute, you know, born-again Christians, yes. and some were just deists, they just believed in God. But nonetheless, they, the vast majority had a deep belief in God. You know, I, I believe this, Steve, with all my heart, and, and we know this to be a fact that one of the things we're finding more and more difficult to do is speak politically from the pulpit. Yes. Or we, you know, we can't, for example, support one candidate or another from the pulpit in any way. If we right. do, we lose our tax exemption and people no longer get exempt or, or get a credit for giving to a charitable organization. Right. And all of those things have been taken away. But in the beginning of this nation, 
most politics was proclaimed from the pulpit. That's right. It was the preachers who led the way in everything that we did politically in this country. And we don't want to admit that anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's been taken away from us, I'm sorry to say. And it ought to cause a great concern amongst us, really, I believe. That no longer do we have the right. We say we have the freedom of speech. And indeed we do. But at the same time, sometimes we limit that freedom of speech because a lot of political things that have happened that really trouble me a great deal. Yes. One of the things that that I believe, too, Steve, very strongly is that you cannot separate liberty from responsibility. You must tie the two of them together. We are not free to live excessive lives. Mm -hmm. The Apostle Paul says we have been set at liberty not to pursue selfish interests, but to pursue the interest of others. Mm-hmm. And our independence should not make us infidels right. at any sense of the word. Paul eloquently puts it this way. He says, you, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. What is the true for the church, I believe, is also true for the nation. Liberty demands civility. Freedom requires righteous behavior. And on this July 4th, we need to celebrate both our liberty our freedom, and civility. Mm. And so these are the two things that I brought out in the message this morning. First of all, we need to celebrate liberty. The Apostle Paul was a champion of liberty. He traveled throughout the Roman Empire starting churches. And the Galatian church is absolutely no exception to the other churches that he uh, established. But in the real fact of the thing, it probably was the most important for it's there in the middle of the empire that he was proclaiming this Christian message of freedom, that this freedom was so vigorously opposed. Mm. Here's what happened. During Paul's missionary journeys, he founded several churches in Asia Minor, what we today know as the country of Turkey. Very likely some people might even be listening to us right here now. It would excite me if I were there to know that this is where things all started, in fact. Now, these converts to Christianity, some of them were Jews living in the area, others were Gentiles, and they accepted the gospel just as Paul preached it. And Paul puts the essence of his whole message to them in Galatians 2.16, where he says, Man is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. A straightforward message of salvation by grace through faith is what Paul preached. Now, here where the problem came in. There were some Christian Jewish people who believed that Paul went too far And they came in behind Paul after he had preached liberty in Christ Jesus, told these new converts that while Paul was right in what he said, he was only half right. They would have to observe certain ceremonial practices of the Old Testament because they were still binding upon the church, especially the act of circumcision. Mm -hmm. Paul's response to those Judaizers was this. He says, I want you to understand, I give you a really strong warning. And to those followers of Christ that had come in under his gospel, he said these words, Mark my words, I, Paul, tell you, that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You are trying to be justified by law, You who are trying to be justified by law have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. Now, the interesting thing is the term cut off or falling away 
is in his admonishment here is the same word that is translated circumcision. I was really surprised at that. You know, again, it's it's amazing how you can read the Bible through and through and through and through and come up with things that are always brand new and fresh to you. And right. it was to me as well. Right. I've been preaching Steve for 40 or 50 years now, and that was a, a, a brand new discovery that I made in the Word of God. Yeah. And it's an exciting thing because what he's really saying is, listen, if you follow back after that old ceremonial law, you're going to be circumcised from Christ. Right. You're going to be cut, cut off, off. Yep. From, from Christ altogether and be lost. Mm-hmm. Now, when you bring this into the political aspect, the framers of our nation were just as serious about their political and religious freedom, both of them. In fact, they made little distinction between them. That's why the Declaration of Independence says that liberty is a right endowed not by nature, but by God himself. And we have been serious about liberty ever since then. That's when Patrick Henry said, I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. Now, that's getting pretty serious about the issue when you're willing to put it in those terms. Absolutely. I liked what Jefferson said. He put a little bit of humor in it, but he was still very serious when he said it. He said, were it left to me to decide whether we should have government without newspapers or newspapers without government, I should not hesitate a moment to prefer the latter. I agree. And I agree totally. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, what if we didn't have the the liberty to speak? We wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now. That's exactly right. And so it's extremely important. It need not be pointed out, I don't think, to most people in America, that the First Amendment to the Constitution is Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech or of the press. So we're serious about freedom. Why? Because we are called to be free. That's Paul's words, and they are deeply theological, but they are the bedrock on which our country is founded. God gives humans freedom. We are made in his image free to live and think and act, and he gives us freedom in Christ from the freedom of the law, the grace to be at liberty from our sins. Praise God. Mm -hmm. And that's exciting. Now, if we look at this from a really sober point of view, point of view <laughs> point of view there there always has been and always will be those who oppose freedom mm-hmm. we see it in the world today and paul faced it in the actions of these judaizers if you think about it luther faced it at the Diet at worms lincoln fought it on the battlefields of gettysburg martin luther king encountered it in the streets of memphis john f kennedy in his inaugural dress warned the enemies of liberty in these words and i love this let every nation know whether it wishes us will, well or ill, that we will pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, in order to assure the survival and the success of liberty. I think that ought to be proclaimed over and over and over again in this nation of liberty yes. that we live in. Yes. I think on no greater stage is this being shown now than what we see on the streets of Baghdad. Mm. This is just a personal opinion, but I believe it very strongly. The people of Iraq, a few years ago, were handed a wonderful gift, a very special gift, a chance at democratic sovereignty. You and I will never know whether the blood and the treasures of this country that we have spent there will have spilled on that eastern desert and whether it will be worth it or not. I really believe 
for a democracy to grow into what it needs to in that part of the world with mm-hmm. its background and its history, mm-hmm. it'll take anywhere from 50 to 100 years for the fruits of that democracy and that effort to come forth. I pray right now with all my heart that calmer heads will prevail in the issues there, and in the end, democracy wins. And if it does, we will have seen and witnessed a tremendous revolution. Mm -hmm. You know, it never ceases to amaze me, Steve. Think about this for a moment, why some people prefer tyranny, dictatorship, and control over democracy and freedom. I maintain that it's because there are three kinds of people in the world. The first two are related together. There are those who have need to control, and there are those who have need to be controlled. Then there is the third kind of person. He's the person who's free and insists that others be likewise free. And I think that's kind of the place where you and I stand today. We believe in freedom, and we believe everybody ought to have the privilege of freedom. Not only, Steve, should we celebrate our liberty, but we need to celebrate very strongly, I believe, the responsibility to civility Mm -hmm. and liberty. So let's look at this for just a moment. I choose these two words, liberty and civility, because they recall the old days of our nation, some things that are really important. I could just as simply have said freedom and responsibility, for these are appropriate to the day in which you and I are living. But I want to draw attention to our foundation for just a moment. How our freedoms bear a heavy burden. They would carry a great, great responsibility upon them. Some yes. great thinkers of the world have thought the same thing. Think about what this person said and then see if you know and can think of who said it. The choice before us is plain. Christ or chaos, conviction or compromise, discipline or disintegration. I'm rather tired of hearing about our rights and privileges as American citizens. The time has come. It is now when we ought to hear about the duties and responsibilities of our citizenship. America's future depends upon her accepting and demonstrating God's government. That was spoken by Peter Marshall, who now Mm -hmm. has gone to be with the Lord, great pastor, and at one time chaplain of the U.S. Senate for for a number of years. Another person who made a great statement that kind of surprised me, and I read it, and it it didn't surprise me because of who he was, but... The power with what he said, he said, every generation of Americans needs to know that freedom consists not in doing what we like, but in having the right to do what we ought to do. That mm-hmm. was Pope John the Second, Pope John Paul the Second, who mm-hmm. made that statement. Here's another great. He one. was a great champion of yes, freedom. Yes, he was. He really was. Absolutely. And stood for it strongly. And yep. when he came to this country and spoke in this country, that was one of the statements that he made that I think really stood out. Right. of all of the things he said. Yep. Remember, democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. There never was a democracy yet that did not commit suicide. Mm. John Adams, wow. one of our founding fathers. Yep. And then one final one. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Another statement this man said was, among a people generally corrupt, liberty cannot exist. Mm. That was Edmund Burke. Edmund Burke was an Anglo-Irishman, a statesman in England who supported the American Revolution and got in serious trouble for doing it, Mm -hmm. but he stood his ground. When I think of all of those and what they said, then I think of the Apostle Paul. He understood this inseparable link between liberty and civility. 
For after he warned the Galatians not to go back to circumcision and the law of Moses, he then answers his critics who were charging him with teaching the Gentiles to indulge themselves in whatever behavior they liked. In chapter 5, verse 13 that we read a few moments ago, he said, Do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in law. After Paul's long defense of freedom in Christ, he launches into the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And he makes the message very clear. Liberty and civility are two parts of one whole. There was a guy by the name of Alexander Frazier Titler, and he lived at the end of the 18th century. He wrote a book, The Decline and Fall of the Athenian Republic, and he sends a chilling warning, I think, to us today. He found that ancient democracies weighed, waned under the selfishness of human hearts. He wrote these words, The average age of the world's greatest civilizations has been 200 years. These nations have progressed through the following sequence. Now listen to this. From bondage to spiritual faith. From spiritual faith to great courage. From courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to complacency, from complacency to apathy, from apathy to dependency, from dependency back to bondage. Mm -hmm. Now, you know as well as I do, Steve, after you look at those things, our nation has lost in the last 20 years a great deal of its gentleness, its kindness, and its civility. Mm-hmm. I was looking at this and, and thinking about it. We live in a land of abundance. Mm-hmm. Even though right now things are, are at a higher price and the price of homes, and we're even complaining about the price of gasoline. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I was telling about the fact I heard a lady mention the fact she had to pay $3 for a gallon of gas and thought that was great. And uh, compared I, to where it had yeah, been, right, yeah, compared right. to where it had been, and it'd been up around three thirty a gallon or something like that. And I commented to her, "Did you ever think you'd see the day when you'd be glad you was only paying three dollars?" <laughs> but I brought out the fact this morning that we're still pretty lucky paying three bucks That's a right. gallon for gas because there's places in the world where it's a lot higher. Probably some people listening to you and I right now and say, "Boy, I wish gas was only three bucks a gallon where no I doubt. live." No doubt, I, I believe that with all my heart. But we have we've been blessed with abundance, but that abundance in many cases, has done nothing but bring selfishness to us. And in our selfishness, we have become complacent. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get anybody stirred up about anything anymore. Oh, we get riled up for a little while if some tragedy happens. When 9-11 happened, Mm -hmm. for the first couple weeks, I had a crowd in church. Yep. You know, people I hadn't seen in years. Yep. But two weeks later, they were gone. I haven't seen them since. That's right. You know, we just become complacent. And out of that complacency, then comes apathy. And as he said, from apathy, we become dependent. And that's what's happening in this country today. That's right. We're becoming dependent on the government. Mm-hmm. The government's going to take care of us from, from birth till death. And, and it gets worse and worse all of the time. But it, he said, be careful, because out of dependency you move back into bondage, and the whole cycle has to start over again. You look at things. Children today, I believe, are increasingly in this country belligerent 
and adults more coarse mm-hmm. than they've ever been before. There's things that I watch and see on TV that at one time I wouldn't have believed would even be on television. No kidding. But sure. it's there. It's stuff that you wouldn't even have seen in the movie theater. Exactly, exactly. And now it's commonplace on television. Yep. I think about our children. I, you know, I'm around people a lot, and I get into a lot of homes. And sometimes, Steve... It takes everything in my power to keep my mouth shut. I've Mm. got to tell the truth because I hear children sassing their parents, smarting off to them. Uh, And, you know, when probably even when you were raised, I know when I was raised, and I got a few years on you. I hate to admit it, but but, uh... there's a few on there. (laughs) And, uh, man, you know, if, if I popped off to my mother... Oh. I was in serious trouble. Oh, me too. Man, me too. you know, they, like I said this morning, if I opened my mouth, they'd shut it for me. Uh-huh. And again and again and again until I learned the lesson. And sometimes right. I was very slow in learning it. <laughs> but nevertheless, I I see that common in the world that we're living in today. And so, parents today don't get a lot of support from society. Absolutely not. In fact, the fact of the matter is we were kind of kidding the other day. Uh, my brother and I were together. He's three years older than I, and we were talking about the fact that mom was a pretty severe person. She really yes. believed strong in discipline, and right. and most of it came at the end of a stick. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we we laughed, and we said if she was living today, we'd probably get her in court and have them taken away, <laughs> have her kids taken away from her, because the, the whole court system is supporting. Now, I don't believe in beating a kid. I really not. don't. Right. But I do think once in a while there needs to be a little discipline that is pretty severe to bring a kid back around into line. And the Bible even instructs us in that. Yes. And and I just think we have started in this country and maybe are pretty well on our way down this course of of what this man talked about, and we need to be extremely careful. I said to the people this morning, why don't we in this church break the cycle? Mm. Why don't we stop it here and say we're going to turn things around? We're not going to let abundance that we have acquired through our liberty make us into selfish people who simply want to indulge ourselves but rather, at this 4th of July season, let's celebrate today not just our liberties, but our heritage of civility. Let's be responsible men and women for the glory of God and bring back a nation and a world that believes in a God who takes care of people. There you go. Amen. And, and I believe that very strongly. I, I really felt this morning, as we were sharing with the people, that it, it has to start somewhere. And the best place for it to start is right in the church. I agree. Let's be patriotic. Absolutely. And believe also that God is the one who started and founded this nation as it is, or at least upon the principles of God. I agree. I agree. And and it's so true that with freedom comes a tremendous amount of responsibility. And and that's true around the world, no matter what country you're in. I mean... Liberty and freedom stem, like you say, from God. Yes. Uh, but uh, it's like Paul said. So uh, to celebrate that freedom, should I just go out and do anything yeah. that I want? But of course not. That's ridiculous, you know. Right. Pretty soon you have chaos. Exactly. And and so we need to proclaim both of it. Absolutely. We believe strongly in liberty, but we believe in a responsible liberty. And I think when we get back to that as a nation, as a church, as a person, as an individual, families, homes, everything, our nation can see a great turnaround. And I believe we can help spread that to the rest of the world. And I think we have a responsibility to the rest of the world to let people know what a great thing it is to be free. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I cannot tell you, Steve, how much I, I appreciate the fact of what you are doing right here 
and that we have the freedom to do it. Mm-hmm. We were talking just before we got started on this uh, broadcast tonight that that this goes around the world, yep. and people are everywhere hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, that shouldn't be so unique to us. That ought to be a simple recognition of our responsibility. Mm-hmm. We owe it to the world to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're doing. He's called you to do it. He's yeah. called me to do it. And uh, we're just doing what he's called us to do. Well, I want to tell you, it's a great privilege to come here tonight and, and spend a few minutes with you and share some of the burden that's on our heart for our world and for our city and for our church. And and I, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for giving me this opportunity. Well, Pastor, I want to thank you in front of uh, everybody for giving me the support over you know almost two years now, uh, just for trusting me to do um, you know, what God has you know, yes. called me to do. And um, Well, let me tell you this, Steve. Uh, I understand, as you well know, very little about podcasting. <laughs> I just understand it works. Uh-huh. And when you first came with me and be, came to me and, and talked to me about this and the idea of it, uh, it just seemed almost too good to be true that you could reach – the world, because I had done radio broadcasts before. There yes. was a period of time for 10 years that I did a, a broadcast here in the city of Riverside. But, you know, that's that spread around to maybe two or three, four communities around us because right. it was on FM, not a very powerful station. And we, we thought, man, this is great that you can reach this many people. Right. And then all of a sudden you come to me with the concept that you can reach millions of people, literally, yeah. millions of people around the world. And the response that you get to these tell me that it is. So we, we count it a pleasure, Steve, first of all, to have you in our church, and secondly, to have the privilege of supporting this ministry and we believe it is a ministry with all of our heart we do. Well, thank and we you, pray Pastor. God will continue to bless you in it. Thank you, Pastor. All right. Well, guys, um, I'm going to finish up with uh, Pastor here in a few minutes. Uh, but for now, I just want to, again, say thank you, Pastor. And God bless you. And uh, uh, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks a million. It's right. a privilege. All right. Well, because of time, I'm going to wrap things up. Thanks so much to you for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll come back and see what else happens here on the LifeSpring Podcast. Interviews are just a small part of what we do. If you're a longtime listener, thank you. Thank you for being there, and thank you for coming back. Now, don't forget that show notes are at LifeSpringPodcast.com. Remember, you can write to me at steve.lifespring at gmail.com, and that the comment line is 206-350-CALL. Once more, if you like the show, please throw a vote our way over at Podcast Alley. As I said, I only remind you once a month, so now is the time while you're thinking about it. Just go to LifespringPodcast.com, click on one of the show notes pages, doesn't matter which one, and in the right-hand column, you'll see that there is a link there to Podcast Alley, so consider yourself reminded. Music today was Adrena Thorpe. You can go to the show notes pages and find the link to the uh, Adrena's uh, stuff over at music.podshow.com. Remember, Jesus said, whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Doesn't matter where you're at. Doesn't matter what you've done. It does not matter your age. It doesn't matter your sex or your station in life. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Life Springs about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. 
I want to thank again Pastor Mel Bennett, my pastor, for joining us today and sharing what God laid on his heart about liberty and responsibility. I'm Steve Webb. I'm your host, and I'll see you next time. God bless you. This has been an In Touch Productions podcast. The best and the brightest, served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, Podshow and Limelight. 